Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a miracle made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver infused fabrics that actually make temperature regulating a thing. Uh, so you're not like getting too hot or too cold or whatever, you know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind. Miracle made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it like doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But more than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful. And it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made, come on, well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation at the checkout and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today, you'll get 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and use the code fake the nation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fake the nation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fake the Nation, episode 386. Hello, hello. This is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about culture, and where we dive into the holiday season, recognizing that if you're a member of the Rockettes, you're in peak shape, you're limber, your legs are shooting up into the air, and you look fantastic. And if you are the rest of America, this marks your slow decline into a sugar-induced shame spiral. Uh, I am your host, Nagin Farsad, and as such, I am in the shame category, even though I don't technically celebrate Christmas. In fact, I hazard to guess that Muslims eat a disproportionate share of holiday cookies there. I said it, the secret is out, and this is how we take over. But on today's show, we will talk about another type of personal ignominy called ugly time. We'll also talk about Instagrammable offices, a surprising debate between Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom, what? And the Lexapro sweatshirt. Do you have one? And what does it mean about the state of the mental health struggle? Today's panel is, oh my God, is the, is today's panel, okay? It, it the, Today's panel is the Rockettes, but in podcast form, okay? They're, 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 the words that spew out of their mouths are limber. They fly into the air. They're at peak performance. That's what this panel is. Joining us for the very first time, and my God, I hope it is not the last, is co-host of the Defenders podcast. She's so delightful. Um, and I, you know, we've never met, but I can already tell 
what a huge fan I already am of Gloria Riviera. Hey, Gloria. Hey. So excited to have you on the pod. And um, joining us again, you've heard this woman on the podcast before. She's so funny. She's also just like a, you know, a comedian and icon of, of the highest order. She's also co-host of the Defenders podcast because we're getting both members of that pod on this pod. It is a an incredible crossover pod with the one and only <laughs> Samantha B. Hey. Hello. This has been, can I, I'm just sitting back. I don't know about you, Gloria. I'm sitting back in awe of your introduction of That us. was very impressive. I just want you to keep <laughs> yeah. going for the next 45 minutes. Keep it rolling. I don't want to be thought of as a rocket. <laughs> <Yes>. But also, <laughs> does this you. feel like that episode, you know, when they did Grey's Anatomy and like private practice or Station 19 crossover crossover episodes. <laughs> That's what this, it's where powerful. they're like, oh my God, is are Gloria and Sam on yes. Fake the Nation right now? We're losing <laughs> our minds. It's like, it's where two oceans meet <laughs> and it's just like turbulent, but awesome. Oh. Do you know what I mean? The, oh. the, the thing about your, about that reference, Sam, is that I would love to know which two oceans I can reference that actually meet in geography. I don't actually know. I wish. Do you know? I wish that I also knew. I just, all I know is that when my, oh, my husband went on a cruise to Antarctica and he was at the point where oceans meet, where all the oceans collide. I wish I knew what they were called. Yes. And then the way, and the waves were 60 feet high. Oh, was it a celebrity cruise? Oh, no, no. It was just a science, just a oh, lot of science. People okay. and one and one actor. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> every every yeah, every quorum like every quorum of scientists requires one actor unless yes, they can't. Convene. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. Well, let us get into it, folks. Uh, with topic number one. Okay, so this week the internet was subjected to a think piece about ugly time. What is ugly time, mm-hmm. I hear you ask? According to Betches Magazine, it's the time you need to sit in your filth for the sake of your own mental health. And look, there's more <laughs> layers to it than that. But first, I wanted to ask the two of you, did the term resonate with you? It's very lady-centered. So I wonder, has ugly time been a part of your life? <laughs> oh, is there anyone who doesn't have ugly time? In their life, you have to have it. I've never <sighs> had a name for it, though. I don't know about you, Gloria. I've never given it. I've never given it a moniker. No, to sit in your own filth is that what you said? <laughs> yes, is that what we're doing? <laughs> yes, that was the like formal definition that was <laughs> okay. offered. Uh, okay, Aww. yeah, I feel like that's you know that's a part of every day, really. But it's the acceptance of where you are. That allows you to move through it. (laughs) Yes. This is why we have locks on bathroom doors because when you, no one wants anyone to walk in when you're doing, clipping your toenails. Like that's just like, (laughs) that's you time. That's for you and you alone. Yeah. And I don't care to be seen. And and, the the thing is about clipping your toenails in particular is like, I feel like you need a fully padded, padded sound booth because it's like the sound of it. That's actually more yes. traumatizing than the actual it's nail flying in the air. Horrible. As I'm talking, and I don't even, I mean, 
I love Gloria, but I don't know that we've explored this side of myself. Like, I can go. I'm going to go there with you nice. right now because I definitely, when I do that, and then you have to clip them. You have yeah, to. What you are do. you a? Are you a tree sloth? You have to. You, yeah. And so, but I like to do it nude mm. after a shower, and I like to do it on the floor. Oh my god! <laughs> so I have to put a mat down, and I need privacy. I need to be able oh my to sit. God. I need to be alone oh my for god. myself, oh for my own my pride. If anyone walked in on me, I don't know that my family would still love me. You know, so, Sam, I'm going to say our strategies are not dissimilar. So I feel oh like we've waded into a very cozy <laughs> place of connection here. But I will do you one better, which Please. is with okay. three children. Mm. I have had the lovely experience of realizing mm-hmm. I need to cut their nails. Like that's oh, not, you're, you don't come out of the yes. womb knowing how to cut that's your own right. nails. And there yes. have been some alarming moments in my oh, children's Lord. bathroom where I'm like, oh my God, you need to cut your nails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, are you? Oh God, I, you I are a tree sloth. <laughs> yeah, I just assumed that my, I too no. had that same experience where I was like, don't you want to be a groomed person? Like, why have you let this? Right. Why are you yeah. coming to me now? I know. Are you Nosferatu? Yeah. Like, you needed to come to me three weeks ago. Right. We needed right. to have this conversation. Right. Evolutionarily, can- evolutionarily, nails should have been self-trimming. I think Whoa. we can all agree with that. I think they were oh. in the womb, but yeah, 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 something yeah, went, went awry. No, once can I they tell you? Here. Can yeah. I tell you guys of like a new frontier of trimming that I have had to experience in my life? And this mm. is again, this is. I feel like we've broken a lot of news here today, <laughs> and I'm gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna continue the trend. I mm-hmm. have had to since I had a child um, about five years ago. There's mm-hmm. been like an explosion of hair growth. No, look, I'm a Middle Eastern person. Hair growth is a part of my life. I am essentially some, I'm essentially like part gorilla. And <laughs> there's hair in, mu- in much of just every, you know, I, the, the, just on what you see on Zoom, that's I freshly shaven. Everything else um, is okay. there's, it's full. I can braid every aspect of my body. <laughs> now, okay. the thing that has really gotten out of control is that my eyebrows have just sprouted <gasps> into the heavens. And mm. I need, I have, my ugly time consists of trimming eyebrow hairs. Trimming. Yeah. Not like, a, like an 85-year-old man. Oh, yes. my God. Like, like Jerry Seinfeld's dad. Yes. <laughs> He's just like trying to make it straight. Yes. And it's also very important to get it right or it messes up your whole face. Yes. Yeah. No, exactly. It's very work. front and center. At least toenails, you know, get hidden in the in yeah. the shoes, you know. <laughs> they do. Oh my goodness. This is yeah, that's a tough one. Do they grow and they grow probably upward too? Yeah, and, and the funny thing is they, uh, they grow upward. Some of them are curly. And <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I love this so oh much. Do yeah. you 
So do you hide? Did <laughs> you hide away, like in no, an attic I, or a belfry, or no, make it on your bathroom floor? Maybe I don't make know. It on with the floor? a mirror, <laughs> we're 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 building a belfry in in my okay. Manhattan apartment Good. so that I can experience the shame in the in a, the appropriate setting. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. it is definitely one of those things that I don't want my husband to see. This reminds me of that. There's like a scene. I I want to say it was like one of the first scenes of Marvelous Miss Maisel's, um, where she's in bed and she wakes up next to her husband I think they've been married already for a long time in this scene and she wakes up before him goes to the bathroom Mm. puts on a full face of makeup comes back into bed and then he Mm -hmm. wakes up and then she's like oh I just woke up like and it looking beautiful this is I feel this is my sort of marvelous Miss Maisel putting on um a rear whatever the the term is arrears that doesn't make sense um Mm. putting on uh, a a face moment Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. um I don't I don't want my husband to know about the clipping of eyebrow hairs well I'm sure he knows but I do believe that some secrets are worth keeping like we okay I've been married now for I don't know what year it is or how like 22 years something like Jesus that long time Christ yeah and we are a bathroom closed fa- we're a door closed family yeah, we just same think here. that some mysteries are worth keeping alive <laughs> just some yes yes we're yes. all gonna get we're all evolving toward our perfect selves but it's a long journey and I don't really want to know like I don't. I appreciate that he doesn't make me shave the back of his neck. I oh my god! To. No. Yeah, yeah, like I yeah, would. Yeah, no. I definitely yeah. would. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's probably but coming for you in the decades ahead. It's all coming to us. We're all going to be <laughs> shaving you know, each other's necks. Shaving each other's necks. Yeah. But we could keep it going. We could keep the <laughs> smallest illusions possible yeah. for a little while. Nobody's running to put on. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody's running in our household to put makeup on before we wake up. However, right. that's G- Gloria. Final, final thoughts on um, on uh, on ugly time and the closing of bathroom doors. Well, I mean, when I was listening to you guys talk about the closing of bathroom doors, I was thinking about what I hear even with the bathroom door closed that alarms me. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and I am a real, in our bathroom, we actually have two doors. And I'm like, you need to close mm. both doors because I'm in a different room. <laughs> and, and then my son, who's 15 and on another floor, I'm like, wh- wh- who goes in the bathroom and doesn't close the door? Close the door. It's just, it's better for the Again. humanity of our home. I I agree. I 100% agree, and I want to like like a a pitch out there to people who make these homes is the soundproofing of certain rooms. Again, I just want to say that soundproofing is like a you know we we need to embrace that art. Now let's take a quick break from all of the toenail clipping um, (laughs) to hear from our sponsors who who probably clip their own toenails um, in (laughs) in a belfry. Um, and, and when we come back, we'll continue talking. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for 
my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Today's show is sponsored by Pros. This is kind of, I feel like, you know, I'm on some sort of Lord of the Rings journey trying to figure out skincare. And I feel like this customized skincare line is really got my name on it. Basically, every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skincare, I tried the skincare just recently, is made to order and it's personalized. It's got a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs, like specifically you. And then the way they do it is you take this great, like in-depth quiz, basically. They analyze over 80 factors for a complete view of your life, your beauty goals, um, like I have oily skin that's also dry, which is just a fun little conundrum. I live in New York City. Like we've got these four seasons. My my face gets weird during seasonal shifts. Um, I all of these things I got to kind of talk about in like in answering the questions. Um, the other fun thing was they asked us at the end, like, do you like a creamy type of moisturizer or like a less creamy kind? And I was kind of like, mm, I think like less creamy. And they were like, that's fine. Like you can do that, but we think for your skin type, creamier is better. And I never knew that. So I love that there's so much kind of personal information that goes into creating this. I got my stuff in the mail very quickly after I got a wonderful serum. Like I said, this very creamy moisturizer. Um, and this also very just delectably creamy cleanser that just kind of feel like I, I think it's possible that I've been washing my face with just like harsh harshness. <laughs> For like many years because when I saw this cleanser I was like oh is this what it's supposed to feel like it's supposed to feel like a little bit of a delight on my face that's not what I've been doing so I don't know guys and here's the thing you don't have to take my word for it in a third-party double-blind dermatologist supervised controlled clinical study um, which is like the gold standard for research studies pros prove that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives which just sort of totally makes sense on a just logical level if you think about it just it makes common sense pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make 50 percent of your first subscription order at pros.com slash 
fake the nation um, will be taken off. That's pros.com slash fake the nation. You get your free consultation and 50% off your one of a kind formulas. Uh, again, that's pros.com slash fake the nation. Go and get your just super personalized, luxurious skincare products and hair care products. That's what I'm going to try next. So pros.com slash fake the nation. And we are back and we're ready for topic number two. Okay, we're going to get into the weird medley of American life in a segment we call the political hodgepodge. A strange thing happened last week. A GOP presidential candidate and governor of Florida, um, Ron DeSantis, and and California Governor Gavin Newsom faced off in a debate, a debate whose entire raison d'etre um, was rather mystifying to me. Uh, mystifying in part because Newsom isn't running for president and DeSantis hasn't won a primary. Probably will not win a primary. Nevertheless, they had a debate on Fox News called the Great Red State versus Blue State Debate. And what's weirder, it was moderated by the least neutral dickhead of Fox News, Sean Hannity. Um, what did, I guess, just what did you make of the, even why did this happen? <laughs> I so I'm so confused. Why, yes. I mean, I don't know why. I don't know why we have to. <laughs> it was like for me, it was like, why don't we just watch Circus of the Stars? Why don't we make? Why don't we watch like American Gladiators, but like uncool edition? It's point. It's it's just like pointless theater. Pointless right. theater. I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm. So I'm sitting here in Washington D.C. and just hearing you refer to Sean Hannity as a dickhead just made me laugh so much. <laughs> like, I mean, having grown up in network news, you know, there were a lot of things that we weren't really encouraged or even allowed to do, and one of them was calling another colleague a dickhead. So I appreciate that moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, ba- breaking boundaries here at yes. Faith the Nation. That's what I do every day. Yeah. Um, you know, listen, what do I make of it? I, I think that a lot of times there were decisions made uh, for eyeballs, and this was one of them. Um, and I don't know how uh, justified that was, uh, because mm. I'm not sure any of these people really, really draw the eyeballs that Fox desperately needs right now. Um, the moment that I had in my own home last week was when my husband came home and was talking about how they had to cover uh, George Santos and then told me that he was going to be on Dancing with the Stars. And I thought he was joking. And actually... I mean, if he's out there and listening, are you joking? Were you joking? Wait, I need to Google is that. George oh. Santos going to be on Dancing with the Stars? Uh, I mean, according there- to a, a newsman that I trust and admire and lives in my home, the answer is yes, but he might <laughs> be I, effing yeah. with me. I'm not sure. No, I, he's definitely, like, it definitely going to be on Dancing with the Stars or that it offer is uh, has to be coming because he's the perfect... He's the perfect candidate for it. And it's so funny that you said that because literally when he got cast out, I was like, oh, he'll do Dancing with the Stars next. <laughs> yeah. Like now he's just going to be on all the, he's going to be on like, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. And, well, naked, and Naked Unafraid and like Dancing with the Stars, like all of those, he's going to do those rounds yeah. because now he just believes that he's popular. Yeah. And when he goes on Dancing with the Stars, he, he'll be like, yes. And I am in he'll reference some amazing, he'll be like, well, I am Fred Astaire. Like I, I am. Yeah, 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 totally. He's yeah. Yeah. To talk yes. about his his 
history of dance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's also going to be maybe in prison is the other place where he'll be is, you know. That's preferable to me. Well, there <laughs> could be really... a prison edition of Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I would actually, yeah. I think that would that would do some ratings right I don't there. really want to like see him anymore ever. So I don't, I wouldn't plan to watch that season yeah. of the, or as long as he was on it because I don't feel like we need to keep rewarding awful people yes. with a tour through our reality shows and like a you know a redemption tour through our eyeballs and they just get to like skate away and do whatever. He's yeah. a terrible. Well, Please vanish. Can I ask you a question, Sam, on this note? Mm-hmm. So we, I was actually going to bring up that George Santos was expelled. So for listeners, mm-hmm. last week we didn't know if he was going to be expelled. And this week we find, we do know that he was in fact expelled. I took this as a sign mm. that the GOP is trying to, you know, cut off the rotting part of its leg to save the rest of its body. It is a sign mm. that they're maybe tired of, you know, having members that are just constantly facing criminal charges. Um, I... And this is maybe the beginning. I don't know what it. Did. I was rather hopeful. What did you? What did you think? I want to be as optimistic about the world as you are in this moment. I don't, I think it's everything that is done is very self-serving. And there was some calculation made that it would hurt their candidates moving forward. And it's just like, it's like a ratio game. It's a numbers game. Like once, I just don't think there's any hope of redemption or doing the right thing is just not really in the vocabulary of politics. It's really more driven by maintaining power at all costs. And if that, if his existence was a threat to that, um, then he needed to go. But it's just a constant calculation. And so cutting him out, excising him was very important for reasons we may never really truly understand, but I don't believe like that it was represented. I'm so sorry. I don't believe that it's representative <laughs> of any kind of Gl- Gloria. Uh, good. Are you dead inside the way that Sam appears to I be? I am dead inside. <laughs> well, actually, we had this moment during the making of the podcast where something happened with one character that I received as you know with enthusiasm. Right, there was a mm-hmm. slight mindset shift. And I was so excited to hear what Sam thought. And Sam was like, womp, womp, not impressed. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry, Gloria. And I was like, oh, oh. But it led to a really interesting conversation in which we were talking about, and you can apply it to this instance, you know, is one slight move enough? And in so many different ways in this country, it is and it isn't. Yeah, look, look how long Steve King held office. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. <laughs> nobody's nobody's out there <laughs> trying to do the right thing. I mean, in, I, in this country, I think we have to be forced. Yeah. In this country, we have to be forced to do the right thing. We will not wear seatbelts until you make it a law. That's it. That's the way it works here. And I love it here. And that's the way it is. I mean, it's also incremental, right? Like the change is incremental. So this George Santos moment is very much incremental. And going back to the debates that seem to just happen for, again, mystifying reasons, one of the things that Gavin Newsom was was wa- willing to do 
was to go on air against Ron DeSantis and his buddy Sean Hannity moderating so that conservative audiences could hear a positive message about Biden. It's not a lot, but it's incremental. It is a something. It's a little tiny chink in the armor, which maybe does a thing. I don't know. You know what I mean? Until until things really turn around. Oh my God, I'm such a cynical person. <laughs> I'm so cynical. I am just in awe. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, this is a very calculated move by Gavin Newsom as well, who wants to be thought of as the alternative. If something goes astray, if something goes right, awry, he right. just wants to be the name on everybody's lips. Sure. Everybody's and, lips. And he definitely is also probably planning some sort of a run in the future. You know what I mean? Oh. So it is a ploy. You know, there's, well, both things can be true that he can mm-hmm. get something out of it. And that there could be some sort of good to, like, the people of Fox News hearing one positive thing about Biden, you know? <laughs> and and also oh, to to be to, to watch Ron DeSantis be <laughs> deflated in the ways that he was. Like, there were some really fun moments where, like, Gavin said something like, well, in a few weeks, Joe Biden is going to be our nominee. And, um, and, and this guy, basically, in a matter of weeks, will be endorsing Donald Trump. Like, he de- deflated Ron DeSantis at, at, at many turns, and it was kind of a fun watch. I know that it's fun watching Ron DeSantis try to smile. And I know we've all <laughs> talked about this, but it continues to be one of the most fun visuals it is. that I get to witness. I'm just like... It's because the more you tell someone to relax and have fun, the more I just feel that I watch him go up his own, I watch him <laughs> go inside his own sphincter. Like everybody's just oh like the gosh. last words they say to him <sighs> and before he goes out. They're like, just have fun with it. Just have fun with it. And you just, his entire body, every droplet of moisture, <laughs> he's compressed in, in a way that is truly uh, entertaining to me. Oh, it's so fun. (laughs) Um, Here's another piece of news. I just want to hear your take on it. Again, this is one of those, the the cynics versus the optimists will have a different take, and I'm curious to hear. So right now there's the the United Nations Climate Change Conference. I think it's just wrapping up. It's called COP28. I don't know where the 28 comes from. I meant to look it up. I don't understand. Doesn't matter. Many of the world's biggest oil companies announced at the COP28 summit um, that they would slash methane emissions from their wells and drilling by more than 80% by 2030. And that's actually a really big deal because methane – um, is 80 times as potent as carbon dioxide within 20 years after it's released. So it like lingers, it sucks, whatever. Um, and this having the methane emissions could really slow the rate of global warming by more than 25% and start a path to prevent 0.5 degrees of Celsius warming by tw- by 2100. Now, I, if you'll note, I mentioned that it's the, the oil producers that are making this uh, commitment. So I, I can imagine there's some, uh, you know, sure you want to cut emissions. Um, Sam, what do you think? Oh, you know, you know what I think. I'm like, <laughs> well, great. Deb, please do that. And so you've known for a really long time that you needed to do that. But thanks. We'll wait. We'll wait six years for you to do right, that. For to thank for you. you. To do that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much <laughs> for uh, coming coming along to the party so reluctantly, like literally having to globally kicking and screaming, yeah. k- kicking and screaming, having to be pulled into the present and the future. So thank you. 
Okay. <laughs> Great. Gloria, what do you think? I'm thinking that in 2100, when I'm taking a deep breath of fresh angel air up above, <laughs> I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll still be conflicted about whether I should say thanks, everyone. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's hard to be like, thanks so much. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. This is one of those things that's so hard because we need other people, like the three of us, as powerful as we are in this mm -hmm. crossover pod. Yeah. We are unfortunately not as powerful as nations in being able to solve this. So this is one of those things where it's like we need nations to do the job. Like we, mm -hmm. it can't just be, um, you know, the three of us composting, which I, I do. <laughs> You know? Me too. <laughs> I love it. We're not going to reverse. We're not um, going to reverse climate change. We're by... not going to reverse climate change. Like literally these guys need to be do the thing and, and it'll have a huge impact, these oil producing companies. And I've always said, I've, I've always said, I don't know why they don't want to follow the trend. Um, fashion designers, if they don't follow trends and changing ideas and attitudes, we'd all still be wearing culottes or whatever. Well, we don't wear those anymore because fashion designers know that they have to follow changing ideas. And I don't understand why that hasn't, a, it, the, the same isn't true for fo the fossil fuel industry. The trend is solar panels, you guys. You know what I mean? Well, because of the money, right? So fashion the designers money. know that if they design something cool and hip, they will still be able to sell it and get money in their pockets. And the fossil fuel industry, it's, it's all about, I mean, they're not going to change if someone's willing to come play poker with them under the same right. rules that have existed for years and years. Uh, so they will, and yes, solar energy, solar energy has, has struggled. Uh, you know, it's not like we're seeing it, you know, in New York City on, on new skyscrapers, right? It's, no, no. you know, it, it's another one of those incremental uh, industries. Um, so yeah, I think it's like comparing apples and oranges, right? Like it's just, Fashion is fashion because they still get money for what they put out there, but the fossil fuel industry does not. Yeah. Okay, and, there has and, to be some profit mm. motive in it for them to do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the final piece of news from this week is that Sandra Day O'Connor mm. died. She was the first mm. female justice of the Supreme Court. And one of the things this is, I don't know if this is gauche to say, I have fond memories of her, but I also, one of the fondest things I have to say about her is that she died not in on the bench. At, you know, in her 90s, yeah. she retired at a reasonable age. And that I feel like is one of her like legacies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What, what would you uh, what do you think? And I read the most beautiful. Did you read this story about her husband who she one of the reasons she retired. stepped away was to care for her husband who was in memory care. Mm. And while he was in a facility, he met another woman <gasps> and she continued to visit him every day and was so joyful that he had found another because people, you know, often yeah. live second or third lives with Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she was so supportive of it and just wanted to see him in a place of joy and happiness, like with his new partner. Oh, I in love the care that. Home. Great. It's a That's beautiful. So I think that really is speaks to such a phenomenal character. Like yeah. 
I just, my heart melted when I read that story. Oh, I thought, I have to oh. go read that. I love that. Yes, I love that. It's beautiful. I mean, what that says to me is that it's not about her in, in a way mm-hmm, at that mm-hmm, moment, mm-hmm. right? It's it's fully selfless and being happy for someone mm-hmm. to find joy with without without her in in his mind. That's a really beautiful story. Yes. It's really beautiful. Yeah, that's really lovely. Okay, folks, let's um, move on from all of this uh, to topic number three. So we read a piece in Slate by Shannon Palace called Honestly, I Can't Stand This Lexapro Sweatshirt. And in it, she describes coming across an $80 sweatshirt with the word Lexapro emblazoned across the chest. And it was sold out. This was a very popular sweatshirt. Um, and, and maybe in, you know, in your shopping, you've seen the shirt depressed, but make it hot or at Eileen Kelly, the cashmere crew neck. It's okay to feel blue. Um, this is actually a big mental health trend is, is this mental health merch. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you think of the trend in general? And then we could kind of get into the argument made in the piece. It's not a trend that I love. It's not something I would participate in personally. I don't feel like commodifying, you know, like I don't, I don't know. I mean, thousands find it hilarious for me. I don't, I don't think it's not like sad terrain. I think people should talk about their mental health and I think people should, you know, use every tool in the toolbox to support themselves. But I don't know. For me, it's just not like a super casual. It's not like a fun thing on a sweatshirt. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be glib about it for some reason. Something inside me is turning me away from the glibness. Yeah, I think that word glib is is a really good one to use here because I think that for so many people, it's not a joke. It's not something to put on a sweatshirt. It's a serious issue. Uh, and I think it reminds me of, you know, the way that you would go by a shop and you'd see a yoga sweatshirt that said namaste from the bar you know the same day that we use alcohol as sort of a joke and and combine it for commodities sake and for capitalism sake with wellness and you know that conversation has shifted and i I guess i don't know i i sort of want to be in that meeting where they're like and we're gonna put lexapro on a hoodie and who who responded with like good idea uh I don't know. I feel like it's it's. I I, I wouldn't buy it, and I love Lexapro and have for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of the things that you know she talks about is that the sort of like cutification of yeah. mental health into these, you know, these um, statement tees. She wonders if it helps anybody. Like, what does it actually help? I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, it to me is like a wine meme. I'm like, I don't share those either. I don't, I don't have like a sign in my kitchen that's like, anytime is wine. T- I don't even know what wine. <laughs> I don't even know what any of the good one, wine memes are. <laughs> I just don't have them like on a sign and or on a refrigerator magnet. I'm not right. like so or like it's, a kitchen towel. <laughs> a kitchen towel. Like it's not part of my comedy vernacular so I think it's like pretty natural that I'm not like getting my kids Lexapro sweatshirts for Christmas <laughs> yeah I mean I I suppose the argument is to normalize it and to make it okay but does it really mm-hmm. do that I and first of all you're not actually there's a difference between alcohol and you know 
any kind of drug that mm-hmm. helps you with your serotonin levels, um, you know, y- you can't just walk into a bar and order, you know, 20 milligrams of Lexapro and walk out with it. It's a more right. serious uh, endeavor. And, and you know, there are many, and I, I'm in this camp, that think that you should be talking to someone who can prescribe it, right? So I just, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see, you know, the, the commodification of anything in that category as equal. You know, I just... Right. I, I don't. Yeah. No, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And I also think, you know, one of the, the points that the the piece brings up, which I feel, which is what rings the most true to me, is that if you're so identifying so heavily with like a thing like Lexapro or whatever, like what you do for your mental health is like you take a thing, um, it kind of overly identifies you with the problem and and might contribute to keeping you stuck in that problem, you know, as opposed to like, these are tools we're supposed to kind of use for a time and hopefully not need them forever. You know what I mean? And maybe you do need them forever and I'm not shaming that at all. But, but the idea isn't to just be like a cheerleader for that thing forever. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And, Mm -hmm. and, and this kind of merch sort of suggests that a little bit. Um, And, and again, and not like, Again, and I don't, I'm not about shame or anything. Like anyone, I, I feel like it's great. People talk about their healthcare struggle and all that stuff. I, the funny thing is, I wonder, do you feel like we're a little bit over the hump of like, quote, sharing our stories on mental health? Because I feel like it's sort of destigmatized. I don't know anyone who stops themselves from sharing about their mental health struggle. Like it feels like culturally, well, that's what we do. It's all, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. I do think like I don't, yeah, I don't, no shame on anybody's journey. I do feel like the language of mental health and wellness is so, we're very, we're very saturated with it. I think it's a really good thing. It's very, feels very normalized. I personally wouldn't buy merch on the topic I guess it would have to be like a lot funnier. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But I do think, you know, I I do think there's, you know, sometimes when my kids are just having normal everyday struggles with homework, they start to drop into the language of mental health. And I'm like, I think you just. I think this is a normal level of anxiety about your homework. Like, I think this is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to just. Just cool it. Like, let's see if this is an ongoing issue or if you're just really stressed out today. Like, it is sort of blurring. It's blurring the lines a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have. I don't really have a studied opinion on this. I just. I, I just wouldn't buy one of the sweatshirts for myself. I think. Yeah, I have a T-shirt that says "I like coffee and maybe three people." And at first, I thought it sort of stalked me on Instagram during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love that. <laughs> and I, I I laughed. I thought it was I thought it was funny, but I'm just thinking about it in this context and it's like, you know, I like Lexapro and three people. Like that wouldn't make me laugh as much. No. You know, I'm not Right. I think right, um, right. you know, the the glib identification falls under the same category as we're making it less serious than it really is. And and mm-hmm. I and you can take away, I mean, you know, God, I mean, I one of my kids very soon will be like, Mom, I think I might need to talk to someone about this or that. And we have a family therapist and I'm all, I can't paint my own toenails. So of course I support anyone doing what they need to do <laughs> to feel good about themselves. Um, but I, I just think it takes it a step too far and and makes fun of something that's that's 
not funny for a lot of people. Right? Yeah, it's it's interesting because like Selena Gomez talked a lot about her mental health stuff, and she there, there she had a mental health kind of documentary, and she also though has stay vulnerable, vulnerable, melting blush, or lip balms in shades like empathy or support. And then it feels like, okay, so you did the serious thing where you talked about your mental mm-hmm. health or whatever, but now you're sort of like selling adjacent product. That's where things feel a right. wee bit gross. Ooh. You know what I mean? You know, I just bought myself a long sleeve t-shirt with the exorcist on it. Does this count? Is this, good for, <laughs> this is really good for my mental health. <laughs> Every time I look in the mirror, I laugh. Every time, so it's fantastic. It's, it's funny. I was, I was, um, I was walking down the street. I was waiting in line. No, no, I was waiting in line for the at this um bakery the other day, and um, there was these two teenage girls standing in front of me. They must have been juniors in high school because they were talking about their college essays, or like mm. they were like seniors in high school. And this one girl's like, oh, I don't know what to write or whatever. And this other, the her friend was just like, dude, you just have to trauma dump. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yes. my God. Like just, yes. you know, standing in line at this bakery. And I was like, by the way, Manhattan teenagers, <laughs> like who pro- who are like, I mean, I just, they didn't strike me as people that have had it particularly rough. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I was like, what are we going to, in what it, trauma are we going to invent? You know what I mean? So there's part of this, this sweatshirt thing is yeah. a little bit of like, it's trendy to have pain. And mm-hmm. I want to go back to, it's trendy to be like, actually my childhood was pretty good. You know what I mean? Or like, it's just like not everything. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Like can, we, can we go back suffering. to like, can we go back to gratitude? I liked talking about yes. gra- gratitude stuff. I found that much more, that was much more delightful. That was I mean, delightful. listen, if, if Taylor Swift and Selena Gomez show up on, sh- on stage with a, you know, Lexapro sweatshirts, you know, that that'll be a very alarming moment. <laughs> right. I don't yeah. I don't think we need to go there. Agreed. Um, listeners, what do you think of uh, this um, Lexapro sweatshirt uh, trend? I'm dying to hear your thoughts. Hit me up on all of the social media platforms, which for mental health reasons you should avoid. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the show. And what a show it was. Oh. How fun are you guys? This I mean, so fun. I had such the, a good time. This was if so people much fun. are not already like just driven to subscribe to the Defenders, um, this this episode will have done the job. I'm sure of it. Uh, but what I would really like is for the people of Fake the Nation to know specifically where to follow you and all the things that you do. Sam B, where do they do that? I'm on Instagram and all the places. I have a great the podcast, The Defenders, which you can follow through Lemonada Media. You can find it wherever you find your podcasts. I also have another podcast called Choice Words. Please uh, choose that one as well. Make a good choice. (laughs) Guys, two podcasts for you to listen to. Um, Go and subscribe. And Gloria Riviere, where do they find you? Well, there are more than two. First of all, Choice Words is so good. You have to go listen to it right now. Um, I am also the host of No One Is Coming to Save Us, which is a podcast about child care or the lack thereof in the U.S. And I'm on all the social places too, so come find me. Um, Folks, find them and all the things they do. And as for me, you know where to find me on all my places. And just just to let you know, I will be guest hosting, wait, wait, don't tell me, 
on <gasps> Thursday, December 7th in Chicago. So if you are in Chicago, come see me, guest host that show. And then otherwise, you will listen to the broadcast, hopefully, um, over the weekend when it drops. Um, it's going to be a really fun show. And I just found out about the guests. So I'm just I'm very excited for this week's show in, um, in Chicago. Yes. So exciting. Um, I wish I was in Chicago. I know. Oh. I went, oh. Yes. Um, and I want to thank oh, the wonderful people who make this show uh, happen. That's our wonderful producer, Andrew McGuire. Everyone at HeadGum. Thanks to Gabby Alter for our fantastic theme music. If you have any questions or thoughts, you can email us at fakethenationpodcast at gmail.com. And otherwise, we will be back in your earballs next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.